Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Dale Moody once said that every great move of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. So many of the great things that God has done can be traced to someone getting serious about the matter of prayer. In Luke chapter 11, we begin with a prayer, and it's actually a prayer about prayer. Uh, the disciples have asked the Lord, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, we've looked at the setting of this particular uh, question, but I want to go a little further and look at the significance of what Jesus said to his disciples. He's teaching them now. He's teaching them about the matter of prayer. And by the way, we all need to learn more about prayer. I don't care how long you've been saved or how many prayers you've prayed or how many answers to prayer you've seen. We can always go further with Christ. We can always go deeper in our relationship with Him. And so I hope you'll make this your prayer over these weeks as we study the Word of God together. Lord, teach us to pray. Even that prayer is a reminder that this is something that has to be learned. Uh, some people think that someday they're going to wake up, just feel automatically spiritual, and be a man or woman of prayer. Uh, you become a person of prayer. Uh, that's not uh, natural uh, to, the, to the human being. That's not natural to the way the common man lives his life. Uh, no, we live self-sufficient lives, making our own way. And prayer brings us to the end of that and to a place of real dependence upon the Lord. So the disciples have prayed, Lord, teach us to pray. And we begin our reading with Jesus' response in Luke chapter 11, verse 2. And he said unto them, when ye pray. Let me just pause for a moment and point out to you, that's a fascinating word, when. It's a word that is repeated from verse 1, where the Bible says that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased... And verse 2 says, And he said unto them, When you pray. The little word when is a revelation that there must be definite seasons of prayer. Now certainly we're to pray without ceasing. We're to live in a spirit and attitude of prayer. Uh, but there ought to be times every day of your life where you set aside moments just to be with God. A divine appointment and one that you guard jealously because I promise you the flesh is going to try to find some escape to it. And the devil is going to provide plenty of distraction and temptation. So definite times of prayer. And he says, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive every one that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we're going to take the time over our next few studies to walk through this prayer, uh, verse by verse, word by word, and see what the Lord Jesus is teaching us about how to pray. Uh, but before we do that, let me give you a couple of general impressions. Uh, that term I'm borrowing from one of my favorite Bible teachers, Dr. Frank Sells, used to teach great portions of the Word of God. 
But before he would walk us through the scripture, he would say to us, I've read and reread this passage multiple times, and I've come up with certain general impressions about this text. At the time, I didn't fully understand what he meant, uh, but I'm understanding more and more as I study the Word of God that as you meditate on Scripture, the Lord will give you certain spiritual impressions, uh, definite things that God will teach you, even from the context of a passage, that will unlock the truth and help you to understand. So I want to give you two of them today. And it comes from comparing Scripture with Scripture. Now we're in Luke chapter 11. Uh, we are in a private place. We're in Christ's prayer closet. There's a small group of people, just the disciples are gathered around. But I want you to back up with me to the gospel according to Matthew for just a moment. And uh, hear what I'm saying now. We're in a different location now. As a matter of fact, there are multitudes gathered around. A large crowd of people gathered on a mountain listening to Jesus teach. And in Jesus' teaching, in Matthew chapter 6, this famous sermon known as the Sermon on the Mount, I want you to listen to a few verses. I'm going somewhere. Matthew 6 verse 5 says, And when thou prayest, does that sound vaguely familiar? When? And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Oh, what a beautiful verse that is. Three times he says, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. Same introduction that he gives to his disciples privately in Luke chapter 11. But now listen to Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May I ask you, does that sound a lot like Luke chapter 11? Now, they're parallel passages, but here's what I want to point out to you. They're given at different times. The Lord Jesus teaches on the matter of prayer in a large group when he gives the Sermon on the Mount, and he teaches his disciples privately in a quiet place where he's been praying in Luke chapter 11, and he teaches them the exact same prayer pattern. Now, why is that significant? Well, let me give you two thoughts that have come to me. First of all, I believe they're significant in their variation. If you look at Matthew chapter 6 and you look at Luke chapter 11, many similarities, the same general sequence. But there is some difference in the wording. Now, why would the variation be important? Well, one great lesson I think we can take away from this is that the Lord Jesus never meant for this prayer to simply be some uh, canned thing that we repeat mindlessly and meaninglessly, uh, something that we just pull out of our pocket and we say. And there's nothing wrong with memorizing the Sermon on the Mount uh, prayer. There's nothing wrong with memorizing uh, the prayer pattern given in Luke chapter 11. 
Matthew's account is probably the more famous of the two. Nothing wrong with praying it like that. But Jesus never meant for it simply to be something that we go through in vain repetition. As a matter of fact, he only gives it after he says to the disciples, do not use vain repetition. You know, we want to criticize the vain repetition of uh, the, the Catholic prayers. Or we want to criticize the vain repetition of the Muslim prayers. But what about our vain repetition? Going through the motions without any real thought being given to what we're saying. Friend, when you pray, you should pray from your heart to the Heavenly Father. There are principles that can be taken from these model prayers. Uh, there are patterns that we can learn from them. The point is this. We must learn to set aside definite times to pray and commune with God. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.